Hi, Lily. Hi, Zaida. Am I saying your name correctly? Perfect. Zaida. I love it. It's so beautiful. I've never heard it before. Thank you. Uh, It's kind of a weird backstory. Tell Um, me about it. Yeah, because the H is silent, so it's almost like in Spanish where a lot of times you have a random H. Yeah, so the cool thing is Spanish speakers will always pronounce oh, yeah. my name perfectly. Uh-huh. It's everyone else who's never heard it that will just <laughs> butcher the crap out of it. So my parents are, are super Afrocentric, very pro-black. And uh, my father had a co-worker whose name was Zaida and loved it, but thought that it meant nobility and, you know, all these regal kind of things. So that's what I grew up believing until I studied abroad in Ghana, West Africa, where there are a lot of Muslims. And because my name is Muslim too, although my family is not Muslim. Uh, And they were like, well, yeah, it actually means, you know, it it has various meanings, right? Um, Uh Hermit, (laughs) ascetic, uh, happiness, abundance, all these things. I'm like, okay, I'm I'm cool with that too. I like like abundance. That's a nice one. Hermit, not. (laughs) I know, right? Right? Not really the one you want. But (laughs) it was just kind of funny talking to my parents. Like, you know, I've been living a lie my whole life. You're like, you guys did a a lot of research clearly right <laughs> zero thanks zero. <laughs> yeah i know a lot of uh zaidas um yeah and zaida i'm like it's such a beautiful name thank you zaida. thank you thank you mm. um so you're originally from seattle born and raised in seattle so in it's the funny city of seattle um when i first moved here to minnesota five years ago everyone told me that Seattle, like living in Seattle and living in Boston is a very similar experience to Minnesota in the sense that like they all have very insular communities. Um, they're also oh. very like white. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I thought you were going to say. For- <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was getting there. I was like, how can I say insular communities? And very, and like I've had like so many questions of identity come up for me here in, in ways that I never had growing up in Miami because everyone in Miami is Hispanic. So like I never oh, had to talk about it or think about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But moving here and and I just wonder, because, I mean, you grew up in Seattle. Did you experience something similar? Like, could you could you speak to that? Could you see that even though you were from there? Oh, my gosh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so the neighborhood that I, I grew up in is like kind of upper Rainier Beach, which is very south end of Seattle. Seattle is oh. very north end, south end, west Seattle. And then you have a whole bunch of suburbs like or even islands that will claim to be Seattle, but they're not Seattle. But they're not so, Seattle. Okay. Yeah, so I grew up on the South End, which is very, you know, people of color, right? And so, like, when you think about the people of color, my neighborhood, there were black Americans, there were um, East Africans, there were people who were biracial or multiracial. My friends were Filipino, my classmates were Vietnamese and Lao and Cambodian and all these things. So that was normal to me on top of having very pro-black parents like Mm, my household was all about black history and black culture and really embracing that and really being happy about it and proud of it and all those things and then uh you know growing up and going to schools going to different schools getting tracked into kind of upper level more challenging um more selective courses academically i was bussed across the city so when i was in was uh, that your first time really experiencing that other part of seattle yeah i would say i would say because kindergarten through fifth grade was very diverse very diverse. All all the schools I went to were in the South End. My 
principals were black. My I had black teachers. I had Asian American teachers. I had like this this really rich, culturally rich experience growing up. And then once I started being bused across the city, like my middle school was Scandinavian. And Whoa. I always tell people that like it's not just like you know white kind of yeah. general everybody okay. included. No. Kinda, Scandinavian. No, Scandinavian because people would <laughs> hang their flags in front of their their homes and what? my classmates were very like platinum blonde kind of hair yeah, and very yeah. very blue eyes like Minnesota and, yeah totally yeah see there you go so uh Whoa. yeah you know it was it was God, it, jarring at times just to go travel between different worlds culturally mm-hmm. um many times within the day within the week within the month and so I think it, it was the beginnings of my my struggle with, you know, who am I? Where do I belong? Where do yeah. I fit in? Um, where is home? These kinds of questions that I think I've been dealing with my my whole life. Yeah. Oof, that will never go away, most likely, is what I've learned. <laughs> no matter yeah. where you live, you're going to have it these big questions following you around. Ongoing. Yeah. Do you have water? Sure. Do you have everything you need there? You I've got some water. I am, yeah. Okay. Awesome. Got my water bottle. So I am so excited to talk to you. Um, I just love your writing. I love the bustle piece where you talked about the experience of, you know, going with your students to see Black Panther. I just, it's so beautiful. I mean, so, so lovely and really painted this picture and made me feel like I was there with you, which I just so appreciate. Cool. Um, So, yeah, so we're good to go on this side if there's nothing else you need on your end. Um, I okay. and just know that this is being recorded, but it's not live. So if at any point you need to cough or stop, like you totally oh, okay, can. Cool. It's a conversation. <laughs> <That's good to laughs> yeah, exactly. If you to need know. to go to the bathroom, <laughs> this has happened to me where I'm like, okay, I need to go to the bathroom really bad. Okay. Um, <laughs> no, because I've been fighting a cold for weeks. Oh, it God, seems. Yeah, it's so been like, really oh, rough. God. Yeah. So feel free, yeah. cough, ask for more water okay. if you run out of water. Don't worry about it. Um, Thank you. So I, I'd love to just start by talking about movies with you because one of the things that in preparing to talk with you I couldn't find direct answers to is are you a huge movie fan or movies a big part of your life or how would you say what role would you say movies play in your life sure so I have to say that I'm the daughter of a storyteller my mom is a novelist she's a poet she's written children's books and all these things so stories and and telling them in a compelling way I think was just such a huge part, like such a major foundation of my life and definitely of my my childhood. And my mom in particular not only loves books, she loves movies too. So mm. uh, I think she really is responsible for making sure my, my family did things like go to the movies together and we would have like, you know, these kind of organic conversations about what what stood out to us, you know, whose character was compelling and, you know, whose struggle did we identify with and Mm. were we happy with the ending and how would we have responded in certain situations? So I, I, I've never really considered myself a movie buff, but I, I've always watched movies. I've always enjoyed movies. I don't, I don't think I'm like a huge, you know, film critic or anything like that, but I definitely, definitely enjoy a good movie for sure. I love that. I love that, like, they would talk to you about a movie in that way afterward, like, really compel you to find layers in it. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And I didn't know that wasn't the norm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Until Most people I go to the movies and are like, did you yeah. like it? 
Yeah. No, 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 no. I mean, in my family, we will talk about movies for, you know, we talk about them for weeks. And I was just having this conversation um, with my mom, like totally coincidental in the last few days <laughs> about about a movie about Creed 2, which as a side note, I, it made me so uncomfortable and I didn't like it at first. And then oh. I loved it afterwards. And so we're just having this kind of follow up. Oh, I'm going to have to email it. you about it because I haven't seen it yet. I mean, I saw the first Creed and I haven't seen the second one and I'm now I'm even more different. curious. Okay. Very, very different, but but <sighs> compelling too. It's hard to watch Michael B. Jordan get hit. I'm like, no, <laughs> no, that beautiful man. Come on. <laughs> Don't do this to me. On every level, it's hard to watch him get hit. Yeah, I mean, he was the he was the issue for me. His character underwent some changes that were, Oof. you know, I was feeling some type of way about, and I was like, you know, Michael B. Jordan, why are you acting like this? <laughs> get it together. <laughs> um, okay, so, I gotta yeah. know. So that's how that's how I know a movie is good when I'm thinking about it for days, for weeks, for months, and I I'll still go back to it, and it I'll have a, another opinion another emotion that's how i know i've seen a good movie mm, i love that feeling when you can't you can't shake a movie for days can't stop thinking about it yeah, yeah. it's so yeah. great it's like a drug <laughs> it is um yeah. so i'd love to take you back in time for for a minute um to the first time you saw black panther i'd love sure. to ask you to close your eyes and um, I'm going to keep time here for 10 seconds. Think okay. about that first time that you saw Black Panther that you saw Black Panther and think about, you know, who you were with and yeah. where you were and how it made you feel and then when the 10 seconds are up, I'll just chime back in. Sure. So what memories came up for you just then? Whew. So the things that popped into my mind were meeting up with the students and meeting up with my, my friends, my colleagues, my bosses, um, getting on a public bus in Stockton, leaving the university, going down downtown to, um, to watch this movie, walking uh, from the bus stop to the theater, seeing more students and and just the energy the energy was so electric the energy was so amplified and just smiling smiling and laughing like the entire time and and looking at each other's outfits and you know like asking each other to strut and twirl and you know take pictures and yeah, show us your jewelry one of the coolest things that you, you talked about in in going to see that movie was like every one of you dressed up um, everyone was dressed to the nines in whatever, as you you talked about, um, whatever black excellence meant yeah, to you. Yeah, that's yeah. what you were representing that night. And yeah. and like that anticipation that you were feeling and yeah. everyone in your community was feeling because this had been since the moment it was announced, as you say, in your piece for Bustle, two years in the making yeah. this night, right? Yeah, yeah, it was real. I mean, the the buildup was real. The buildup was crazy. I just remember being on Instagram on a regular basis, like sending <laughs> sending different uh, posts to friends, to families, to the students, of course. Um, and I was had this feeling of pride and this feeling of excitement that we all were connected and we all were a part of a major cultural phenomenon that we would mm. remember for the rest of our lives. I didn't know how it was going to shake out. I didn't know how it was going to play out, <laughs> you know, the details. But 
I felt like we're we're really building something here and this is super important. <laughs> so let's have fun with this. Let's embrace it. Let, let's be ourselves and and see what happens. And from top to bottom, that whole day, it was just this crescendo of emotions and, and pride and just joy. Like it was just like black joy all day, <laughs> all day long. It was it was incredible. I love the idea that it was an event because that's something yeah. that you don't often get with a movie. I mean, I guess like there are right. the franchises like the Harry Potters and the Lord of the Rings and yeah. Star Wars. But yeah. this is very different. I mean, this feels like the, the energy is palpable as you're talking about it. And I can picture like this not happening only in your community, but across the country. Yeah. Yeah. It, across the country and across the world. The right. World. So to yeah. see like people doing Black Panther flash mobs in like Lagos, Nigeria or in like Cape Town, South Africa, yeah. in Kenya, in Uganda, like in Toronto, like people were into this and I didn't there was no way I was going to miss it. There was no way I would have had the students miss it. It just it had to happen. And it was so epic. What was the experience actually being in the theater watching it oh after all that anticipation? So, so one of the things that was really cool, there's a, a salon in, in Stockton called Natural Dew, which, like it sounds, is, is a natural hair salon, right? Um, they bought it out. They bought That's it out. They awesome. worked. Yeah, they Whoa. worked with, I think, the Urban Chamber of Commerce, and they bought out at least one of the theaters. I want to say maybe two. Um, and they organized like a Black Panther photo shoot. So they had people in costumes that you could take pictures with and the whole night. So I remember <laughs> walking into the theater <clears throat> with, um, you know, a handful of folks that, you know, I walked into it with, but there had been students who were already there, um, colleagues who were already there. And, you know, like, if I tell somebody you got to come through looking like black excellence, I'm going to take it super serious. <laughs> so <laughs> like I had been planning my outfit for some time. My deceased grandmother, she was like super into fur coats. And so, you know, I'm rocking this like floor length mink coat and like very kind of reminiscent of coming to America. And I've got like a huge <laughs> necklace on and I got my fro picked out. And, and so like the students see me come in and they're like cheering me on and like really amping me up so there was that which was hilarious but then just sitting in the theater seat and turning around turning left and right like panning all the way around and realizing that theater had to be 99% black viewers Um, which doesn't happen like a whole lot. Right. So so that in itself was incredible, incredible, because I think when you're a person of color, um, just in general, when you're in when you're black, specifically what happens is you're very conscious of the white gaze on Mm. you. Um, You're very conscious of how how white folks are perceiving you and what they're going to do with that perception, Mm -hmm. whether it's they're going to weaponize it or they're going to, you know, I don't know, just there's a whole a whole myriad of possibilities. Right. Um, But the the feeling of that absence was complete freedom, I would say, just to be yourself and whatever reaction you have. Like, if you laugh too loud, it's cool. You know why? Because (laughs) there's a theater full of black folks who would expect nothing less. Exactly. Who are also laughing just as loud. Yeah. 
Yeah, or if you're talking back at the screen and like doing our whole call and response things, like that's embrace, do mm. it, have fun, be yourself, be authentic. Um, so that was one of the first things that I felt. And of course, you know, <laughs> because I'm amped up, I'm doing all of those things throughout the entire movie and just having a blast, having a blast, just enjoying, enjoying everyone's reactions to the film was so cool especially mm. like seeing students of mine who are either from Oakland themselves or their families from there or just have some kind of very deep personal and historical ties to that area because the seeing, movie you know part of it is set in Oakland right so exactly. they're seeing this in they're a very specific themselves. way yeah yeah they're seeing experiences that they can relate to they're seeing um you know neighborhoods they can relate to they're they're hearing people talk like them they're they're seeing swag that looks like theirs like it was it was everything yeah one of the things that you pointed out in your piece uh for bustle was that actually oakland is the home of the real life black panther party for self-defense which you know they don't talk about explicitly in the movie but it it kind of permeates it that feeling of the black panther movement and yeah um i've just that was fascinating for me to learn and clearly i know that the director and and co-writer ryan coogler's from oakland but that that bringing that in feels so important to the context of the movie oh my god absolutely (laughs) absolutely because i think I think one of the best and and the most interesting kind of storylines of the Black Panther, the movie, right, was um, this kind of idea of freedom, this idea Mm. of liberation. And and what does that mean? And what can it look like? What can it look like on a global scale? What can it look like between um, Africans and diasporans? You know, just so many, so many layers. And and when you think about the Black Panther Party for self-defense in Oakland, like trying to liberate their communities, it was necessary I think to to make that connection whether subtle or or overt and Mm. I'm really I'm really glad Kugler did it yeah me too and one of the things you talk about um is wanting what you wanted for your students that night you write about it so beautifully you say I wanted my students to feel the elation of black possibility and freedom I wanted my students to experience the sheer joy of seeing a movie for us and by us, all about what happens when black life thrives without exploitation and colonization. I wanted my students to see what happens when black thought, innovation, and beauty are the standards. That's so beautiful. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. I meant that. I meant that. And as a side note, (laughs) this is probably the only article I've written or the only piece I've ever written that... This emotionally, it was tough. I mean, I was crying writing some some parts of that because the things that my students shared with me about their lives Mm. and about being black and the struggle of expressing themselves and being themselves comfortably and and all of the kind of shots that come out of them on a macro and micro level, like it's crazy. It's heartbreaking. It breaks people down. So... To have that experience with them, just to see, you know, what it looks like when you're free, like when you're carefree in your blackness or or just when you're yourself in your blackness. That was really important to me because those students in particular, and that's not uncommon for a lot of a lot of schools in California. They're like super minorities, 3% mm. of a whole student body population. It's crazy, right? So these kind of really valuable, invaluable experiences that I think I took for granted growing up where I did 
in Seattle, uh, this very white city, right? But but my neighborhood wasn't. Um, it's something they can't they can't always relate to, right? So yeah, and that you had parents who, as you describe them, they were Afrocentric, right? Yeah, they were they were really making your um, Africanness a presence in your life. Yeah, for sure, for sure, and. I think my students, they have that desire and and they want to learn more and they want to grow into whoever they're going to become as as black people. But there are so many barriers that prevent them from being able to do that in Mm. their lives. Um, So it was was pretty tough, but I just wanted them to for one night, right, like (laughs) for two hours, 14 minutes, enjoy the film and whatever it does for you, um, whatever it does for you spiritually, whatever it does for you intellectually, whatever it does for you creatively, like let that seed be nurtured into whatever it can become. That was really important to me. Mm, yeah. You talk about, you know, uh, the moment when you entered the theater, you say you saw it full of black students and community members who are utterly and completely free to be themselves. Unlike in our everyday lives, that night saw us not having to shrink, speak, dress, downplay, present ourselves in ways to make others more comfortable and less afraid of us. Wakanda yeah. welcomed us with open arms. Yeah. You know, yeah. I don't think for folks who aren't black, honestly, I think reading that sentence might be a surprise to them. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and and I think that's why... I've I've heard comments from people who aren't black about Black Panther that it's an you know it's a night it's an action movie it's a Marvel movie, but they don't quite get the depth that's there and yeah. it it's very surprising to me every time when I have a conversation with someone who doesn't get it, um, but I also understand that there is a way in which you could watch this movie and only focus on the action and the way that Ryan Coogler did such a masterful job of making this epic Marvel movie and miss. Yeah. Because it's just not your experience. It's not what you're looking for. Right. Right. And and I think that's kind of the conundrum or the experience or the, the struggle of being somebody who's just underrepresented, right? Like yeah. whatever group is in the majority or of privilege, they don't have to pay attention to the things exactly. that, that, yep. that matter in huge and in, mm-hmm. in minor ways in your day-to-day life. That's not... That's not how they move throughout the world. That's not how they move throughout society. That's not how society bends for them. So it, it's interesting. It, it has been kind of funny having conversations about Black Panther with folks who aren't Black because the things that they pick up on, I would say, are, are a bit more kind of kind of like superficial or, or mm-hmm. it's you can't get into the intricacies. You can't get into the Easter eggs of black culture that are like scattered throughout the entire thing. Or it, yeah, it's just jokes. an action, I keep wondering, an action like, film. Do you think that, I, I don't want to presume that people wouldn't get the jokes, but <laughs> I don't know if they do. I don't know. And, and it's interesting too. Like I have to shout out, you know, <laughs> or highlight social media because of course, you know, everybody's going in about this film when it, when it came out. Mm-hmm. And I remember going back and forth with some different people just to see what their experiences were in like an interracial theater mm. viewing this versus in a black theater. And it seemed honestly like a, a range of experiences. Yeah. Um, some folks, 
agreed that uh, the interracial ones were like very silent or there was just a lot more silence throughout the film. Um, and then there were, I think, a handful of people who felt like, yeah, you know, other folks were getting the jokes. <laughs> other folks were were laughing and, and could could appreciate the the depths of the the plot. But I think for me, I would kind of generalize it as like, unless you're in tune to certain things within mm-hmm. within black culture, it will go over your head, uh, which makes sense because if you're not, if you haven't grown up uh, knowing the nuances and the ins and outs of black cultures, plural, you're why? How would you understand exactly? This? I can yeah. I can expect you to, and that's okay. But it's remarkable. It's still, to it's me. still on its own. Yeah. It's a great film, um, and, that, and I'm that happy they were able to make a movie that could do so much. Honestly, yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. So for the Marvel heads out there, they seem good with it. That's great. Yeah, <laughs> um, I'm not into Marvel like that. Right? <laughs> I'm, I'm the person who's like uh, Infinity Wars. I don't know. Yeah, but, it's um, an Infinity movie. It does not yeah. end. It is very long. <laughs> yeah, but I'm glad there something for all of us. So we've talked a little bit about what you felt going to see this movie as the event that it was and with your students and with your community. What surprised you as you're watching the movie? Like what surprised you that you you took away from it that you didn't really expect? Oh, the surprises. Oh, gosh. Or maybe there wasn't anything in that moment, but maybe since you've seen it, you've had more time to think about it. You know, wow, I didn't know, I didn't know what to expect. I mean, I I expected uh, on some kind of general level, everyone was going to look amazing, right? Yeah. (laughs) And and that didn't disappoint. Let's be clear. Oh my God, yeah. (laughs) I mean, the women. (laughs) The women, the men, like, everybody's on point, right? Everyone. Um, So I I expected that. Um, I expected it to be entertaining. I don't think I expected... I don't think I expected it to do anything for me, like, spiritually. I don't think Mm. I expected it to give me the sense of affirmation that Mm. it did in in being black and in kind of wrestling with those questions that that we'd spoken about earlier in in terms of who am I, where do I belong, where is home. I didn't didn't see that coming. Mm. I didn't see that coming. So... There's so much depth to it. Yeah. (laughs) And that's the thing. I mean, even watching it last night, um, again, I was, I'm embarrassed to say that the line, you know, during Michael B. Jordan, um, um, his death scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that line he delivered. I mean, obviously I was present. I saw this in the theater. I heard it before. But hearing it last night, it just killed me. It killed me when he says, bury me in the ocean with my ancestors that jumped from the ships because they knew death was better than bondage. Mm-hmm. Oh my God! I mean, the fact that that made it into this movie a Marvel movie, exactly, and that's how <laughs> that's how you know this was not just any kind of Marvel movie. There were a lot of things like that throughout the film, and you know, just to be clear, I've seen this movie. I watched it again last night. <laughs> I've seen this movie <laughs> probably around like fifteen times at this that's point. That's awesome! Yeah, and every time, which is crazy, like. <laughs> That's intense. But each time there's a new, like, oh, my God, that line. It Like, the lines will hit you a different way mm-hmm. or there's some kind of subtlety that I, I, I didn't catch before. What did so, you, what stood out to you yesterday watching it? Uh, yesterday, um, 
<laughs> so there's that line, right? You know, just just bury me in the ocean, right? Like there, yeah. there's that one, and that's there's always a kind of ping. Like it always just like, oh my god, I wasn't ready for that, right? Mm. Uh, what a line, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, his other, he also has some good lines. So he has some great even, lines. Even when he's in the museum. Um, oh, talking, yes. talking with the art director, and yeah. he's asking her to break down where all the different mm-hmm. uh, pieces are from, and he calls out the imperialism. Yes, and he's like, "No, y'all stole this!" Exactly. Like, and it's very, very clear. I remember initially seeing it, and I made some kind of outburst in the theater, like, "Oh, you know, <laughs> like, oh, we're taking it there, Kugler. Okay, <laughs> like, we're doing this." So that's so right. That I think um, things that stood out. To me last night with the the most recent viewing the the themes of family that was really powerful that was something that I wasn't prepared Mm, for so the relationships um between siblings and kind of like this I you know I'm trying to be on my best behavior and not curse but kind of (laughs) like talking trash about yeah yeah (laughs) you know you're gonna talk shit about each other but like you have each other's back and the way they Mm -hmm. fought for each other was real was real like whether you're fighting to save a nation which is very extreme or you're fighting for your family or you're fighting for your community or you're fighting for whatever it is you're fighting for right Mm. Um, siblings siblings do that yeah and the way they joked with each other this is Shuri and T'Challa yeah Shuri and T'Challa, yeah, even, you know, him striking the Black Panther suit and getting knocked out and she wants to put it on social media and get the video, you know, <laughs> yeah. like things like that. It was she just very real. She always keeps him humble. Always, always. <laughs> and that's what family does. Yeah. Um, also, you know, the relationship between the the father and the son, King mm. T'Chaka and and T'Challa as king, right? Yeah. So kind of one on a general level, this intimate relationship, even with Killmonger and his father, yeah. the intimate relationships among black fathers and black sons. How often do you see that in a movie so of true. that magnitude with that level of tenderness, with that level of nurturing? And then, you know, as they become men, you know, challenging each other to, yeah. to kind of bring out the best in each other. And the complexity real. of understanding, especially in T'Challa's case, the mistake that his father yeah. made, right? This decision mm-hmm. that his father made that altered the course yeah. of, of their future and coming to terms with this complex image of his father. His father's not this perfect infallible man yeah. that he imagined him to be. And that is adulthood. So like Amen. very your parents very, are people. This is exactly, what we learn. <laughs> exactly. Very, very universal, but you know, uh they they made it super specific in that sense. Mm-hmm. Um I love that you also, brought up Oh sorry, go ahead. Oh no, go ahead. I was gonna say I, I love that you brought up Shuri, T'Challa's sister, played by Letitia Wright. She's my favorite character in the movie. Yeah. I mean she's just I love her confidence and her intelligence and the yeah. technology that she creates yeah yeah yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I was wondering if you connected with her because i think um i read in an, an interview with you that you wanted to be an astronaut when you were a kid and I, just, <laughs> I was like you could have oh, been the sherry there. of this movie oh no i you know <laughs> there were some other things in the cards for me i think but um i just love i love shuri i love that they they showed this young girl, right? Because I think she's like 16 in the movie or something outrageous, right? I couldn't tell. I was like, I have no idea how old she is, but she's, yeah, remarkable. This teenager, teenager who's leading the nation in tech, right? She's developing everything, right? Um, 
I love that. I love that because we don't see that enough. I did not, you know, personally identify with Shuri a whole <laughs> lot, you know, as the aspiring astronaut from a million years ago. But um, I appreciated it because of the female black scientists mm, yeah. in my life, right? Yeah. And, and aspiring scientists in my life. Like I have a sister who is a podiatrist and who excelled in science. So mm. like that's dope to me to see that, you know, um, on the on the silver screen that was very cool and, and for to me see too, those stereotypes being broken right of what oh black my people can be in certain professions right it was everything black people can be everything yeah. <laughs> like and the, and what i think was cool is right like not just in wakanda but actually in real life we do everything yeah and um and it was just a moment of of pride and even just thinking too about the family relationships and the relationships uh, or, or portrayals of women, of black women, it was amazing to see the theme of sisterhood throughout mm. the movie. And what does that look like, right? Yeah. So you have Shuri, you have Nakia, you have Okoye, all have very different roles, yes. um, but all very invested in each other, all very invested in their community, all very devoted to Wakanda, right? Yeah. And serving their nation and serving it in a way that they think is best, even though they're not always on the same page. I loved it. They were powerful. They were beautiful. They were sexy. They were smart. They were innovators. Like they held it down. Yeah. And, and I would say they stole the show away from oh, T'Challa, sure. in my opinion. I'm like, for the sure. women really are the stars of this movie. And that's, I think, so <laughs> I didn't think of it that way, but that was one of the surprises <laughs> of Black Panther, yeah. like being so excited about everyone <laughs> kind of except yes. the actual Black Panther. Yes. Isn't that crazy? It's so true. I don't know. That, I, I didn't see that coming. I didn't see that coming <laughs> at all. And I think too, like with the, with the Black women, to be portrayed in a way that intentionally showcased our intelligence, our skin tone, our dark skin, to be mm, specific, yeah. um, you know, our our devotion, our strength in a way that wasn't like we weren't the butt of the jokes. No, we weren't the the women that get picked last or we weren't bitter. We weren't angry. We weren't like all of the things. Right. That we are. We also weren't waiting for men to take action at all. Yeah. At all. So at all. And checked and checked the men, too. <laughs> So, I know I love the, the country, scene. So. I love the scene um, where uh, General Okoye, when she yeah. confronts her lover, Wakabi. Yeah. yeah, and you know, and he kind of says, "Would you?" I can't remember how he phrases it, but like, "My love, would you? Would you kill? Would you me, kill me?" Love. And she's like, "For Wakanda, yeah. <laughs> yes." Without hesitation, I said yes. Yeah. <laughs> Put him in check because he was on one anyway. Oh, yeah. I was like, was, "You deserve to die." <laughs> yeah, he. You know, I don't know. But what she he had. She was benevolent in that moment. Moment, uh, yeah. And he saw what I love is that then he bows down and puts he down did. his sword. He recognizes her power and that he is not going to be able to compete with that. He did. And even for them to relate to each other, like prior to that, right? Like mm -hmm. there's a scene where they use their, you know, Kimoyo beads to pop up this image. And, you know, it's Okoye talking to Wakabi and talking to um, T'Challa, right? As they're yes. feeding this huge rhinoceros. And, and she... 
she refers to T'Challa as her king and she refers to Wakabi as my love. Yeah. And just to see the love and the tenderness yeah. between them, a black man and a black woman, <laughs> right? <Yeah. laughs> Dark skinned, right? Like melanin popping. Yeah. They love each other and they adore each other and they respect each other. That was really cool and really affirming. Mm. I'm so curious, knowing um, what I know now about your parents and how they raised you, and um, how did they take this movie? Like, after you saw this movie, what were the conversations like that you had with them about it? Oh, wow. Uh, So my parents have also seen this film multiple times. (laughs) (laughs) My father has a Black Panther poster that is framed in his office. (laughs) I'm not sure what kind of, you know, apparel my mom has at this time. But no, they both loved it. They both um, enjoy the film. They've seen it multiple times. I know my dad sent me kind of this text after he saw it. And he was just like, I was not prepared Mm. for the relationship between the father and the son. Like that took me some places that did something for me that was so powerful. Right. And my father, his father is deceased. Right. So to kind of have that depiction of of fatherhood um, and tenderness and the lessons that you learn from your father that you use for the rest of your life. I think Mm. that touched him in a really really meaningful, really meaningful way. My mom actually, (laughs) she was fortunate to see Michael B. Jordan get some kind of award in Santa Barbara at their their film festival. So lucky. Last week. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So she... (laughs) Is he as gorgeous in person? Can she attest to this? She's going on and on and on. (laughs) Michael B. Jordan was getting marriage proposals shouted out from the audience. Like all of these things. She, She definitely said he didn't disappoint in any capacity, (laughs) physically. Like, she also said he was very intelligent and very, you know, very humble, but also very, very sharp. I think for her, I think for her what stood out, you know, yes, everyone looked good. Yes, everyone's hair was gorgeous and all these things. But, um, you know, she's a writer, so she likes when things are well-written. The way the plot unfolded was thoughtful to her right and I remember her saying she was torn about who she was going to support and whose vision of Wakanda or of black unification Mm. she was going to support um you know because T'Challa yeah T'Challa was getting his butt kicked let's be honest (laughs) you know those challenges didn't really go that well for him so when Killmonger threw him literally off of (laughs) a waterfall kind of cliff she was like okay well I didn't expect that but you know Killmonger's king now so I guess we're gonna roll with it and I understand (laughs) where he's coming from exactly that's the thing surprising is that you I find myself the more that I watch this movie cheering for him which Mm. is complex yeah 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 because you don't know who you're supposed to root for yeah because you can understand and I think especially if you've been black and grown up in this country you get where he's coming from right like this whole idea of freedom of liberation and um really tense complicated misunderstood intricate relationship between africans and african americans you get where he's coming from you can sympathize with him yes was he extreme of course (laughs) but he had some points some really good points 
Yeah. So I remember her talking about that a lot. Mm. Wow. Is there anything else that you'd like to say about this movie that we haven't talked about? Anything that you feel is important to to kind of note? Yeah, I think... (laughs) So again, I've seen this movie a ton of times. I, I have a ton of interpretations for it, but I think... I think for me, why I love this and, and why this is a movie that I think I'll always think about, I'll always remember, I'll always think about fondly is it gives us permission or, or it allows us, I think, as black people to be okay with being ourselves mm. um, in a way I, I haven't seen another film really do or a film like that of that mm-hmm. magnitude, a Hollywood kind of kind of film do these ideas of am I enough? Um, who am I? Where do I belong? Where can I belong? Like you see this film and you think about or learn about all the things that various black people have done all over the world. Like you can't help but feel proud of yourself Mm. and proud of what we've been through and proud of where we might go. Anything is possible. And that's, that's for me the biggest takeaway from, from the film and why I can watch it probably 20 more times and still be smiling. Mm. Anything is possible. Anything is possible because we've done so much. We've done so much. So it's okay to stand tall in who you are and and be proud of who you are. Even if it's a hard neighborhood, even if it's a hard history, there's still a lot to to pull from to get strength. Mm. Because as you beautifully said, Wakanda welcomes us with open arms. All the time. Yeah, so true. (laughs) Consistently, consistently. We got to carry that within us. For sure. Well, thank you so much for talking with me and just your beautiful writing about this movie. It really, I can tell how much emotion you brought to it because reading um, that essay, I felt it. I felt it so, so strongly. Oh, good. That that makes me glad. No, thank you for this opportunity. Oh, thank you. Well, have a great rest of the day. And um, I know Tony will follow up with you. Um, We're not going to start releasing new episodes for season two until um, after Labor Day. So it's going to be a bit of time, but we will do you proud. I promise. Okay. (laughs) No worries. I I have zero (laughs) doubt. Oh, thank you again. I appreciate you. Thank you. Okay. Okay. Have a good afternoon. Bye. Bye.